Okay, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Bratz, we're here for round three on Mayukatan. After round two, we stopped after the Rishayinim. You were talking about all the Rishayinim that wrote Svarim and learned Avelos and Misa. You spoke about the Ramban and the Adam in depth. You could have gone on for another hour. But let's talk about some of the Achreinim, the Svarim that were written by the Achreinim, and get to the modern day Paiskim, and then just a list. A contemporary list of all the Sfarim, I guess, sort of a bibliography, a minor bibliography on of Sfarim on these in Yanam. Okay, so first thing is um, one last source relating to in the times of the Rishayim learning. I told you I, I I mentioned last time around that I was I'm looking for. Do we know of yeshivas or in curriculums of yeshivas anything about it that they learned Maid Katan? So I just found that there was a sefer written in the third. It seems to be it's unclear when it was written, but let's assume it was written in the 1300s, and it's an, it's a few pages. The manuscript survived that has a seder hayyim for the yeshivas what to learn from a young age and on. So when it talks about learning Talmud, it says you should start with Zram. Sorry, you should start with Zram, then move on. Starting with Brachas, go on to Mayid, but you and you learn the entire Mayid, then you go on to Nashim and then to Nazikin, etc. etc. So it's clear, and they also had uh, at the same time they did learn Mishnayis, let's say for Zram, where where they weren't where there's no Talmud Bavli. So we see that that it, that at least in this it's very hard to know because we don't know much about this particular work. Um, what, um, but we do see that they learned Maid Katan as a limud, it was official limud. Okay, now Achreinim is much harder, um, and I'll explain what I, what I, I'll explain what I mean. It's much harder to know, um, what was going on, and why is that? One would assume that by now, with so much literature out there, and we're constantly being supplied with more and more literature. Um, that we would know a lot about the yeshiva, the yeshivas from the achreinim. Achreinim, I mean, let's say, from the marshal, the rama, and onwards, um, or even a drop earlier, whenever the cutoff point of rishonim achreinim begins, and what they learned in the yeshivas, what masechtas, what was the, let's say, today we know there's what's called the yeshivish masechtas. What was the yeshivish masechtas in those days? Um, and even though a lot has been written about the yeshivas or attempt to collect a lot of information about the yeshivas. And one such person was a fellow, Mordechai Breuer, did a very nice job called in a sefer called, a massive work called Ali Taira. But when it comes, when you try to, when you read the chapter about what was the exact curriculum, it's lacking. There's very, it's very hard to, they don't there's not so many sources um now it could be there really is sources it's just that it requires a lot a lot of research to figure this out anyway bottom line is um and so i started to try to see is there a way to figure out what what achreinim learned in their yeshivas so one very prominent famous achrin early on was the marsha Marsha, what's significant about the marsha is that he emphasized in a few places in his writings that he only published or um, in his parish only material that he discussed with Talmidim with his Talmidim he was a we know he was a very big Rosh Hashiva as and 
Furthermore, in one place in one of his writings, he writes that he was at the Urid, which was in those days like the big fear for a few, it took place for a few weeks. And, and he writes that since he was not able to, he was very busy. And at these Uridim, they would be very busy with dealing with the Gedalim, such as the Marsha. They were busy dealing with all different issues of the Klau. Um, and many other things happened at this Urid. Um, talking about um, some of the big Dine Taira had to be um, dealt with, etc., etc. So um, he he there was a few blot that he didn't give shear on. So we see. So anyway, he but he emphasized this already in his in his Adama to his writings that he that it, that he was a very that what he printed is with Talmidim. So what's significant is when you open up your Gemara Marikatan today in the back, you'll see that there's the Marsha on Marikatan, even the Avelis parts. So, Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's pages and pages, but it's clear that he, according to what, what he describes and what his parish is about, that he gave shear on it. Now, what's more significant about this is, is in recent, in a, f- a few years ago, a fellow named Yitzhak Yudolov wrote an incredible article where he documents showing that Masechtus, pretty much, let's say we just discussed the Urid. So basically, at, at these Urids, they would announce what Masechta is being learned. The Rosh Hashivas were all there. At the, at the, they were the G'dayli Hadar of the time. They mostly would come in. They'd have all different types of meetings. And they also decided which Masechta and all the Yeshivas in Europe, whatever, the, however many there were, we don't even know how many there really were. We don't even know how many Talmidim there were, but whatever it was, they decided on one Masechta. So therefore, um, so now he, he maps out that um, he, his article that he's ref- that he's talking about is more that they used to use similar today. A lot of times, especially younger children, when they start learning Gemara, they, the parents don't want them to ruin a whole Gemara. So they have this like paperback thing it's, um, you buy in the store on one pair. So in those days, they had like a paperback Gemara because Gemaras were very expensive and student children were always children. So they also ruined it now. But the point was, is that they would... The, he's able to document and show that throughout Europe they were learning the same Masechta. So now, possibly, it could be, I'm suggesting, that if the Marshad did it, he, and he gave Shia Marikatan, it could be that other yeshivas, but I, now, problem is, I don't know how many other yeshivas there were at the time. We, we're, we're, in the, we're in the dark about this a lot. Anyway, but looking around, we we see with some other Achreinim, assuming that this is true, other big Rosh yeshivas, we don't really know how many Masechtas they really learned, how big was their yeshivish cycle, so to speak, if they learned Mayid, if, forget it, or Mayid Katan even. Okay, so it's a very hard thing to get to the bottom of. But as we move a little later, um, um, let's say into the, we're into the mid, into the mid-1700s, so we have those, uh, a great gadol, the Karbanasano, or Revile, we spoke a little bit about him in a previous um and I think that when we were talking about Tainus, I spoke about him and his relationship with his son, Rabbi Yedidya Theovail. So his son, this Rabbi Yedidya that I mentioned then, he talks about his father. He says his father was Rosh Hashiva, which we know, and he taught Shas from beginning to end. Okay. Now, it's interesting is, is that if you open up your Rush in the back, so the Karbanasana is one of the most important Purushim, on the rush, and you can see it's very thorough, even over here on Avelis. Interestingly enough, in the first, um, in the first presentation that we gave Amayi Katan about Rashi, so it's clear he knew something was up with Rashi because he's constantly referring to the Rashi and the Rif. Okay. Anyway, moving further along, another Yid um, uh, Rashi, uh, I believe he must have been a Rashi Shiva at the time, Rabbi Yudha Karlberg, 
So in a letter that he wrote to a friend in seven, in 1806, he also refers, he's talking about some other things, and he says, by the way, I'm learning Masechtis Ma'id Katon, and and um, here's a kasha that I have. But it, it's not clear if that's referring to his yeshiva, because he was learning it himself on the side. Okay. Anyway, but looking looking um, around, I still, as I said in the outset of the previous presentation, that I'm still, research is ongoing. Okay. But now we move on to Lita. So Lita, so I said last time, let's say if you look in the Gra, of course the Gra learned um, everything, all areas of Tyre, that's not a question, but people that were somewhat influenced, not necessarily influenced by him directly, but in literature places, let's say, on the first presentation, I spoke quickly about a, a safer Xenus Passim and a Tysus Aaron. They have a nice amount of liter, literature on the Avelis sections of Avelis. Um, okay, but let's say we move to Valajan. Actually, she was Valajan. Um, do we know what they learned in Valajan at all? So now here, it's also interesting. Velazhin, we have a lot about the yeshiva. We have excellent work from Shol Stamfer, available in Hebrew and in English. And he maps out so much about the yeshiva. And then there's other, there's a lot of other literature about the yeshiva. There's autobiography accounts of people that learned in the yeshiva. So you think you could find something that's going on in the yeshiva. And it's interesting is, it's famous, everyone knows, and Velazhin, they supposedly learned Shas from beginning to end. Now, what we what Stamford is able to document that um, he has some sources about it, and there is a, a more recent source, so to speak, because he didn't learn in Valajan, but he has a doc, direct messiah of Yashar Bar Salavechik in his famous essay called Halachic Man. He also talks about how in, in the Valajan he says they introduced the study of the entire Talmud from beginning to end from Brachot to Nida. And they didn't skip over the as the Masechtas that weren't learned. Um, bottom line is that Reb Chaim gave shear on all areas, and so did the Nativ. Um, that's what Reb Salvechik says. Now, from looking around in um, when Stanford, when he talks about it, it's, he does not have sources lemaisa. What was the curriculum, or even if they were shear given, how many people re- really attended? It's very weak. But so one place you will look is I mentioned in one of the previous um, one of the previous presentations is that you look at the Maraini Sada the Nativ because it seems that that's where she are. Interestingly enough, my Katan there's nothing there. Okay, now to say that the Nativ didn't have what to say about my Katan is very strange because if you open up the Hamak Sheila, he has tons of Torah related to Avelis, so he had what to say. So one answer is that. Even if that, even though the Marami Sada does represent his shiurim, but it's not all his shiurim. I'm saying he was Rashiv for many, many years. It's um, as a matter of fact, when I look for Ksuvis, there's almost nothing there to say they didn't give shiur and Ksuvis. Unlikely. Okay. Other people that learned in Velazhin or were affiliated Velazhin, the Karanayu we spoke about last time, Minchas Yehuda, the Matzevis Maisha, these people, they all have about Marikatan. But I was able to find one account of someone that learned in Velazhin who describes Velazhin in 1889. His name was Rabbi Huda Leib Dan Yichi. He says, when I came to Valajan, they were learning Mayit Katan. He's talking about 1889 and Lita. They learned Nizikin. Normally, he says, and then he says in his autobiography, he says, normally in Lita, they only learned Nizikin, Nasser Nizikin. I never heard Shir on this. So, um, and he said he didn't go to the Shir. And he says, I have Harata that I didn't go to the Shir. 
And others say that a lot of people didn't go to all the shiurim, especially it sounds like when Rechaim was giving shiurim, kachim, people didn't go necessarily, they didn't talk to them as much as today to hear shiur from Rechaim. Who knows how many people will go running. Anyway, bottom line is that in Valazhin, they probably, it seems they did learn, um, they did learn by Karpin. How many times, for example, in all the 90 years of the yeshiva, we don't know, because we don't know much about it. It would fit with Valazhin, um, the gadol in, in, in that they did learn it. For example, there's a famous Ruach Chaim at the end of Parakei of Avis, where he says, well, when he talks about Hafakba, Hafakba, Kul Isba, he says, it's possible to learn out from Hilchus, Adin and Hilchus Sukkah, it could help you for Aguna Shaila. He says, and, and there's other areas, there's no such thing as an area of Torah not being relevant. It could all play out in Halacha, in learning, and everything. So, the Valajan tradition, it doesn't make sense that they would not learn my there's nothing against my Katan that they shouldn't have learned it. Now, but in the last presentation we, we were dealing with, we were showing that it's possible that some people held that there's some type of sakana or everything. What is there anything, do we find anything about in the Valajan literature that maybe would deal with that? So th- there's other masechtas, especially in more recent years, in Hasidic yeshivas for sure, and also in other places, that they don't like to learn with bachrim, let's say ksuvis, certain parts, and other and other masechtas and other areas, nida. And the question is, do you or should you or shouldn't you learn it with Bachram? Anyway, the Natsiv, in an in a, in a unbelievable piece in Parsha's Matzaira, he talks about in the Parsha of Zav and Keri and all these in Yanim. So he says that you might think, he has a whole beautiful piece, and he bottom lines, he says, you might think that only Maisha heard it and that was it. He says, no, you're Mechuyiv. A rabbi's mechayiv to teach it to his talmidim. Aaron was mechayiv to teach it over to the rest of Kal Yisrael. And even though it's it's these in Yanim or Ziva of um, that that what happens is it triggers in the machshava. So you might think you should be mamayin and dibur and teaching it. He says no, you should not. And then he says he ends off. There's no such thing as ra coming out of it. So it could be you could take out from this amazing netziv that possibly it would fit, and that's why they probably did learn Mayukatan. Anyway, just to conclude one more last, um, one last piece relating to Litta, that Deris. So I, I, I was asking um, Rabbi Yaman Hamburger if he had sources about Mayukatan, so he sent me a, a line that Deris's autobiography, which I missed in my in, when I going through it. Basically, when he was young, he was go, he writes, he learned through all of Dalachel Kishlochan in a year, but he skipped and they learned, not only did they learn all Shulchan Aruch in one year, but they learned Avanezer twice, but they skipped Simon Yud Zion. Why? Um, someone told them to skip it. What's Simon Yud Zion? It's a heter, one of the issues that talks about in Simon Yud Zion is Heter Eishes Ishemes Bala. Okay. But interestingly enough, in I was looking around and I came across, I don't know how I missed it when I... Um, how I missed it myself, but Rabbi Yagechaim Seifer is Matzayin in his notes on the Sefer Hasidim to a tshuva of that deris in Ma'ana Elio, Simon Kufchov Dalit. He says, someone, there was a Yid Rav Charni, a Rav that, that ended up coming to America, who corresponded a lot with that deris. He learned in Valazhin, and um, this Yid wrote, this Rav was corresponding to that deris, something to do with Hilchus Avelis, and he says something about a certain Rav, and then he says the Rav didn't, it seems the Rav didn't know a Pashat Halacha that was a Mefurish Halacha and Gemara and Tur Shachan Arach. He says, he says, not everyone knows this. And he says, He says, 
but many people sh- were chayshish not to learn these halachas based on the Sefer Hasidim that we discussed, the, the Mefachi from this Masechta, and then he brings down that a Masaira, which is um, it's hard to find, I'm not able to locate it, but a Litvish Masaira that some people said they used to fast in the beginning of Mayid Katon and Chulin. Okay. So Ad Khan, the Makairis they found to date about Lita and Achreinim if they learned Mayid Katon. Wow, that's fascinating, especially the Maramakim of the Nativ in Parshas Matayra. One quick question. You mentioned the Karen Oira. Karen Oira actually learned in Velazhin, or that was just part of what you were saying as Svarin that wrote on the Ramayid Katan? So it's interesting. Is he's a ta- When I call Velazhin, I don't mean that he, I don't know where, he's a Talmud of Rechaim Velazhin. It could be some people call him really more like a Talmud Muvik of Rechaim Velazhin. So, no, 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 sorry, sorry. No, I made a mistake once again. Ker- I already said this last um, a few times ago. Karanari did not learn in Velazhin, as far as I'm able to tell. Most people think he did. His brother, the Mishkan Yaakov, did. Sorry. The Karanari, what I mean is the Karanari, but he's far, uh, he's a Litvish Talmud. He was very, he was learned to Chavrusa many years with his brother, the Mishkan Yaakov. He's very into the Gra. So him also, we see him learning intense. My um, Katan fits in the Litvish, where I'm calling him the Gra tradition, and it would fit good with the Ruhu anyway. But you're right. I, I made a mistake. It's not Velazhin. Um, he did not learn Velazhin, at least according to my latest um, conclusion. Okay, so again, let's wrap this up with the current or the modern day Paiskim and the list of the Sparman Avelis. Okay, so very, so very quickly, Rav Maisha in the Sefer in the Maseris Maisha. Some people like it, some people don't. In Volume One of Maseris Maisha, he was asked about learning Avelis. He says not a problem. Um, um, and he says he does, and okay, he, he it sounds like it's not a problem according to Rabbi Shlomo. Shlomo Zalman Orbach, interestingly, in a in a beautiful piece in the Halicha Shlomo on Tishabov, page Tough Lamates, he says that he he held that you should learn, you could learn it. It's not a problem. He knew about the Chasam Sefer that we quoted in the previous, where people showed that Chasam Sefer is Chayshish, and he said that many halacha, many Tamil Chacham are not expert in this area. When he was a young person, he went to Dafka to learn it. Not only that, when he gave Shurim to Balabatim for 50 years, he made sure that they learned this also. Um, and he held it's a very important area of Torah you should learn. And you could see in Lamashal Shmir Shabbos Galchasso, he has a lot of, um, he deals with this a lot. Now, more than that is that I, I once came across a piece, one of the sperm, one of the most famous in recent uh, decades on Hilchus Avelis is the Gesher Chaim from Ruf Tukashinsky, famous for the Luach Eretz Yisrael. So the, he wrote the Sefer Gesher Chaim. So already in, a, in so he's a generation really before Reb Shlomo Zalman. So in the beginning of one volume, he, he has a, a series of chubas which he asks. He says, I'm asking a few different G'daylim, Rav Herzog, Rav Tzibes Frank, and then he says, I'm asking a Yid Reb Shlomo Zalman Orbach, and then he says he's an upper-coming star. Um, that's how he refers to him already. In, this is in the early 40s. Um, and it seems there's other chuvas in Hilchas Avelis, particularly with Rishon Zalman and Ritukashinsky. Rebel Yashiv. So a few years ago, a massive sefer came out on Hilchas Avelis from a Talmud of Rebel Yashiv with questions that he asked Rebel Yashiv. It's hundreds of pages. We're talking about over 700 pages. In the beginning of the work, he talks about, should you learn Hilchas Avelis? He says, of course, you have to learn a Be'ilm like all years of Tyre. There's nothing to worry about, says Rebel Yashiv. He says, what about the Chassam Seifer? Nothing. You should learn it, and that's it's fine. You don't have to be chayshish for the Chassam Seifer. 
um, um, about it. Now, and then, and Lamaisa is an excellent safer of all different halachas of, of um, Hilchas Avelis in a give and take manner with his Talmud over here. I remember when, um, in, when I was learning in, in the Nir, and I remember going by Rebel Yashiv in, in, the, in um, those days, it was going back to 25 years approximately, Rebel Yashiv was giving shir daily in Marikatan, and you could go into the local, I'm thinking you still could get, shirim of Rebel Yashiv on Masechtas Marikatan. To conclude this is with the Rechaim Kanievsky, Today, you always have to quote Rebchaim Kanievsky in these type of vinyanim. Rebchaim Kanievsky also says you can learn Mayit Katan, it's not a problem. Tyra is not mazik, which fits into what we were learning up to now. He says, if you want, you can give some tzedakah. And this sack of Rebchaim Kanievsky is quoted in multiple different svarim. But really, his father, the stipler I saw, recently also said a similar such thing. Adkan, the psakim of some of the more recent G'dayle um, Hadar that we've had that talk about Avelis. Rabbi Eliezer, let's close this out with a list of, of Svarim on Hilchas Avelos and the like. Okay. So first we have um, printed recently from manuscript in Markevis HaMishnah, wrote a Hebrew called Evel HaShitim, Matzavis Maisha in the back of the Chachma from the Chai Adam, Rabbi Ephraim Zalmar Golis in the back of Yeradeya has a, a similar type of work as he's famous for in Shari Tshuva with his brother. Uh, um, there's a, there's um, a Sefer Chaim Ubracha, Excellent sefer I'll be the say the Aleph Bay is Hashavas comes from the from Ramir Simcha, the Marsham. Beautiful sefer. Then you have um the uh, more if you go a little uh, more recent, you'll have the Kalbay Hilchas Avelis from Yikasil Greenwald, excellent sefer. It was originally printed under a different name, it was updated. It's two parts. A lot of people don't know about the other part. Then you have if you go more, we mentioned already the Gesher Chaim, there's a more contemporary sefer Pnei Baruch. Just on one aspect of Hilchus Avelis, we have on Hilchus Kriya, Reb Shred Dablitsky wrote a Sefer Zichur Mitzalel, more recently was updated, and incredible Askama from Reb Ephraim um, Greenblatt, where he says how every Rub should know about the Sefer, a Be'iyam Dika Sefer on every Prat of Prat on Hilchus Kriya. Um, okay, then, um, then just to conclude, Two other areas. One is on Kaddish. Kaddish, it causes all the fights, many fights. Um, who should be for the Ahmed also? So there's a safe from a fellow, Rav David Asaf, a Kaddish available on Hebrew books, a more recent safer called Dibras Maisha, and much earlier, not everyone knows about the Rav Ephraim Zalman goes in the back of Mata Ephraim, has a Hebrew on Kaddish Yasim. And to conclude, when we talk about Misa and Yanam of the of death and everything relating to a lot of these halachas, so one of the earliest svarim was the Marvel Yavik. Which was the, the safer? You look in, even ready in Chachmas Adam, how he, he quotes it often, but even earlier. And the safe, there was a safer Achaim, which was printed numerous, numerous times on Hilchas Avelis. For, for a bibliography of many svarim on Hilchas Avelis, one could look in the back of both volumes of Nitig Avril, available on Hebrew books. Each one has different, many of the different svarim that are out there in Hilchas Avelis. What we see from all this is Avelis was learned, but it might be that it was learned only more by Meirei as opposed to Hamayna. Okay, excellent. Thank you for coming back three times for Mayur Katan. Hope everybody will enjoy these three episodes and looking forward to doing it again sometime soon. Thank you very much.